0: this prisoner, please contact customer service at 855 466. All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal-
1: podcast. I am your embedded reporter, Bobby C., and welcome to my stressful, (laughs) grinding, never-ending, seemingly, incarceration. Today, with me, I have the incomparable Mama C., who has done this bit side-by-side, tried-and-true with her only son. It has been nearly as hard on her as it has on me because her heart's so big and she loves (laughs) so much and she's so empathetic and compassionate. And um, I brought her along today because we originally had something planned. Now, I like to keep the show... One of the things that, that makes that I'm proudest of this experiment and connection and rebellious interaction is that the variety of which we can cover, the, the variety of the shows and episodes and themes, and we can go from ridiculous um, people trying to have sex with doodles and level four <laughs> sure. to um, extreme violence and depression and all these things, right? And I, and I like to, to, to stagger them when we can and, and keep the keep it a mixtape and not just all one theme. Yeah. But recently, they seem to be you know, vacillating between Existential despair, depression and fury, and some sort of mixture mismatch between the yeah. three of those. And so the last couple episodes have been something like that. And today, in a way that we were actually I wanted to mix it up and bring it back to literal a, a, a bit more a bit more obvious right. subject matter for this episode, which was to finally tackle officially prison reform and criminal justice.
0: Yeah, it seems like which, every time we get ready to do that, it just kind of something else happens, just brings home the fact, you know what I mean, that this is a real show in prison, from prison. Right.
1: Well, it's been kind of my approach to do a gonzo form of journalism, where rather than blatantly laying out the facts, like I have in, in, in on the website and some of the pieces I've written about the problems with our current approach to, to criminal justice in and prison and, and and incarceration and rather than just lay it out with the show i thought i would just be a human being in prison and turn the spotlight on this experience and let everyone see for themselves and infer just just through listening to the show what is wrong with this place and, and maybe what could be better i don't i don't think yeah we've, uh, i mean we've t- touched on that so i, I kind of wanted it to, to just to just come across in real time for the viewer So they get to know the experience through knowing me.
0: Right.
1: Um, But we should have some criminal justice reform pieces where we lay out a coherent academic and philosophical argument about what the purpose of prisons are, what the different approaches have been, where they failed, and ultimately what we can do better. And it sounds like you could get two, three, maybe four episodes out of that. And so today that's what we're going to do. We're going to do criminal justice reform, but we're going to talk about the past you know the history um, roughly very loosely brief in of the different approaches humans have taken in um, in regards to this this subject matter devolved into uh, something completely unusable yeah
0: yeah like halfway through it kind of derailed itself Um, so that was a surprise and I had homework and everything (laughs) I did I did all All right right I did everything I did my research I was excited to share all the stuff we were getting into it and I do just... Well,
1: from the beginning, I couldn't feel it. And I have a real problem. You know, I run into this issue where I want to have a reliable output. You know, we went we were doing the two-hour-long ones a week, and then we, we broke it down to one, um, not necessarily hour-long, but just one one episode a week. And I like being punctual because for so much of my life I never was, and I was never reliable. And so I like doing that, but I also, you know, Come to this conflict where I, I it's so and this isn't me going man I'm so real I could never be fake <laughs> I. it would actually help me a lot if I could be, if I was better at being fake or faking stuff sometimes or just pushing through and I try, I try and I tried today but from the beginning I, I, I kind of felt it was off but sometimes I can get going and there's a phone call or two and then I actually get into it and I go okay erase that we'll start over and, and we get into it which didn't happen today uh, which which made me realize it's slightly ironic that we're talking about, I guess it's not ironic, it's actually seemingly evident or obvious that speaking about the flaws of, of living in this place would come in the way of me actually doing an episode about the flaws about living but,
0: in this place.
1: Right. yes. But one of the main reasons is the stars that have to align in order for us to even up with you guys like this to, to connect, to be able to lay something down, right? Yeah. Um, you guys click a button and, and you get to listen to a show. And for the most part, you can imagine what goes into most podcasts, you know, some microphones, a studio thing, a little subject matter, and some personalities, and in a schedule where people can meet up. Ours is significantly more than that. Just to get on here, we only have certain little small chunks where we have access to phones. We don't have access to the phone all, all day right and so we have certain little times where we have to carve out times to, to get on the phone um, but the problem is that each unit with I think it's um, 160 people in each unit with three three regular pay phones and then one digital phone for hundred and the digital phone the quality so bad you could never record an episode on it. three digital phones for 160 people and you have access to it in these little chunks and even smaller chunks during the yard time, we have access to four more phones outside, but that's for two units, so 320 people for four phones.
0: Right. Okay?
1: So I, someone do the math there, you know. Right. Um, but for, not, for all those people.
0: Yeah, but not only that, they're, they're constantly closing the yards down, so you might as well not even count the outside phones, honestly.
1: Well, well, but we do have access to them. The problem is trying to predict how long the access is going to stay. And the other day we came out here and we were planning on doing something and storm clouds rolled and it started thundering and lightning. Right. And this is, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm kind of trying to point out how difficult it is to get everything where you're ready to, to lay something down. So aside from the phone access, the limited access, is that the phones, if they're working, is if, if, if they don't have a buzz, if you can hear the person, if, if they're not, the buttons work, which I'd say on average, for every four phones, one of them is out 50% of the time probably, maybe even four or something like that. And so it rained yesterday, and right after they fixed one of the phones, it broke again, so I come out there now. Timing this, the morning is the best time because people are doing other stuff, not everyone's awake. So usually I can get out there early enough and get on one of the four patio phones and, um, and do my thing on it. But there's even if all that stuff works out, they all, our phone calls are only 15 minutes, right? And yeah. then there's a 15-minute break in between. So when I make a call and, I, and the phone call ends, I have to wait 15 minutes. I have to get back in line and wait for 15 more minutes before my PIN will be active for me to make another call. Yeah. Right? And if you were to have some sort imagine if you were to have a friend, which I would never do because this isn't allowed. But if you had a friend that would use their PIN to put, put you through so you could make back-to-back calls. Right. right. Well, there you go. Solution, right there. They need to make multiple calls. But that is presumably one of the four phones outside that has anywhere from zero or one to twenty people in a semicircle. Three, well, actually, not even a, like uh, three sides of a square. That's where all the seating for the phones is. And right in the center are the the four phones. Oh. So everyone is staring at you.
0: Like, hurry up! And get if off. you
1: were to. If you were to be doing that, to be riding riding the phone, as we say, and making multiple calls back-to-back, you have 100% of the people leering at you are convicted felons, most of them for violent crimes, and you're expected, in addition to all the other stress and trauma that's going on every day, the, the bi-weekly stabbings or lock up uh, of bashings or fights and people having seizures and... and yeah aggressive tones constantly and struggles and arguments and, and get on your phone, coffee won't count time without hunger and all these other things. <sighs> trying to deliver a thought-out, <laughs> intellectual, academic, philosophical approach to something as complex as prison reform when you're out here and a phone is broken and everyone's staring at you <laughs> and you're trying to remain completely engaged with the information in your mind. And the person you're speaking to while your other ear is paying attention to the grumblings of the peanut gallery or the upset convicts, and and, and rightfully so. Yeah. Because what makes anything I'm doing more important than whatever they have going on in the moment? Right. Now, here's a list of things that make what I'm doing more important. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But seriously, they don't don't know what I'm doing, and – yeah. Uh, and neither one of us created this none of us created this situation in the sense of, of how it's set up and the struggles and, and all that. So in the midst of all that stuff, there are times well, I can even add this in. The lack of sleep, the yeah. mood you're in, the lack of food, the coffee, all that stuff have they all have to line up just right. And then they have the privacy and the phone access and the yard open and 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 then to have the matching schedule with your co-host, to be able to actually, to, it's actually a miracle when we do, um, you know, coherent, complete, thematic episodes. Because it is. Yeah. It's increasingly difficult. And, and this time right now is especially stressful. I have tons of stuff going on. So, so that's really what happened. And we, we try a couple calls. We, we talk about some stuff. It feels too forced. I don't really like it. Yeah, you and, don't really like you know.
0: forcing it. And I could kind of tell when we were talking earlier that you weren't quite in it. And you're, you're right. You have, I can't imagine, like, if you're on a roll and you've got this great thought and you want to talk about something and you're feeling it, and then all of a sudden you hear, you have one minute left. And then you, all, next you hear, goodbye. You have. One minute remaining. <laughs> oh, the perfect, perfect timing. You have one, you
1: have one minute remaining, Mom.
0: <laughs> yeah, how can you, like, and then you have to wait 15 minutes. So I could really see where the flow and the desire and the caught up in the moment of getting something passionate and good out there. When it comes in chunks like that, it, it is hard. It's super hard.
1: Well, imagine, well, imagine if you had to deal with all that shit, and it was in a nice cushy studio. You still had to deal with all that nonsense, but it was in a nice cushy studio.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And and, and then imagine, and then imagine just the the just the emotional toll of being in this place. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, needless to say, it's it's very difficult to find that that zone that noise? Uh,
0: that's, I don't know. Oh, you here. didn't hear that? Huh? No.
1: Hello? No. Okay, there's another thing. There's people <laughs> that are also chirping <laughs> in and listening and do weird <laughs> shit.
0: Breathing heavy. That. All right. <laughs> Thank you for Thank using Cheats.
1: So, yeah, so that's a great example of the factors that have to align. But in addition to that, I don't know how many of our viewers I, assume, I always assume everyone's been in at least one fight in their life. Mom, have you ever been
0: into a fight? Uh, I did. One time. Just one time. Yeah, I think you told
1: me. Yeah. It was a, it was a girl.
0: Yeah, it was, it was in elementary school, and I was a, I was the skinny little runt that everybody picked on. That was just because I was small and tiny and timid, and uh, I didn't like fighting, so they knew I was an easy target, and so this big girl wanted to pick a fight with me one day after school, I guess i said something wrong to her or did something and so there was this big thing to fight after school and i was so scared i was really scared but i'm like i gotta do it i can't run home and cry mm-hmm. no because yeah. that was my first reaction i'm gonna tell you you should have went and got, got your sisters you got <laughs> they were at, sisters. yeah but they were in a different uh they were in junior high when i was in elementary school so they couldn't I couldn't help me with yeah. the fight afterwards and so I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to get my butt kicked, but hopefully it's just this one time and it'll never happen again. And so we were in this fight, and she grabbed me by my hair and kind of swung me around, and then I grabbed her leg, and she fell. And when she fell, she hit really hard. And then so I hit her in the face, and <laughs> I immediately jumped up and said, I won! <laughs> I won! <laughs> it was so Where farcical. was this fight at? It was at um, Ninas Elementary School.
1: Okay, so it was like one of those '80s movies, Three O'clock High, where they're waiting for you to get off.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, this is a good example because I kind of wanted to talk about this because, so I, what I was saying is I always assume everyone's been into a fight. Uh, but for you, those of you that don't know, there's a difference between a spontaneous fight and a setup fight, right? Yeah. And the, one of the benefits about a spontaneous fight is you don't have much time to sit around and be scared or nervous. But I'd say when I was younger, maybe, maybe three. Three times a year, but most of them were spontaneous. Like 90% of them were spontaneous. But those setup fights are so tense. Like the the, the stress and anxiety beforehand. When you know, you gotta physically fight someone. At least for me, were always always high. The, the stress level was nearly unbearable. And I remember and I remember this. I remember being on the back patio of our house in Coolidge, and I had this ladder, this wooden ladder, that. Um, hooked onto a bunk bed and we had it out back and I had taken strips of indoor outdoor carpet and stapled them to the sides that were sticking out like arms right and uh This was back when I was in—I was doing martial arts and I was in kung fu and we couldn't afford a wooden dummy, so I basically made one out of this. (laughs) And I put a a mitt, a striking mitt for for boxing, in the middle between the like in one of the rungs of the ladder, and I would practice blocking, parrying a punch, blocking a punch, and then hitting this thing. And I remember getting ready to fight this kid named Matt, Matt McDonald, and I remember thinking, I fucking hate this. I hate the, the anxiety of having to fight someone. And I all, would always try to say, when this is over, I'm never fighting again. And I'm going to be grateful for the fact that I don't have to worry about a fight. And it, was, and it just kept happening because I kept getting into fights and shit like that. But, I, but the point is, is that when you're in one of those modes and your stress level is high, you can hardly think of anything else.
0: Right. It's really hard
1: to focus. If someone's talking to you, you're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And, and all you're doing is you're, you're barely present, you're inside your head somewhere. So imagine trying to do a show that you know is going to go out to uh, to thousands of people and people all over the the world and and having this complex thing like prison reform on your mind and um, as you're dialing the second time, you know there's just a group of people around you that are pissed off about it and they're murmuring and saying shit and you're half listening to that and half trying to keep your thoughts straight and you have this anxiety going because there's always something going on in prison. But I'd say about... About the same amount of time, two, three times a year, there's always – there's something really dramatic that happens where there's really tension and there's a possibility that something's going to explode, right? And all I do is sit out here and wait for the phone, and and I'm working on the structural edits for this novel and this computation and the two classes and and the show and Twitter and a million things, and I can't be more independent and more to myself, minding my own business and yet you can still get pulled into that. So this is the realm of psychological, this is a psychological state I'm in this morning after sleeping like shit and waking up and coming out here and it's muggy and hot and it just rained and the phone's not working and and there's a bunch of people pissed off waiting for the phone and trying to put out a coherent product where my heart is in it and my head is present was just, it can be impossible sometimes. And so we're at crunch time with needing something to go. And I, and I, I just called it off. Uh, I said, I I can't do this. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to just put something out. And and I think you finally acquiesced and said, okay, yeah, I get it.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, we figured we'd get on here in the nature of warts and all and kind of tell you guys about it. And I don't know, maybe see if there's some salvageable clips so you can kind of just understand, because no matter what happens, good, bad, ugly, ridiculous, unlistenable, um, as long as it's true, it's all it's all just another pixel in this snapshot of incarceration. And so Yeah. In an attempt to do a coherent show, a Warts and All show came out of that by the failing, by the inability to do that show because of the stresses and circumstances that this place the environment of this place just weighs on you like a yeah. like a wet blanket. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no matter what, we're always gonna get something real, even if it's the derailment of a show. So that's what we have for you this week. I know we're really, really, really I'm really trying to do something something that's not in the realm of frustration or anger or depression or <laughs> bummer. <laughs> and I've had a lot of people reach out uh, to me oh, through JPay recently and I just wanna thank everyone that reached out. I really appreciate it. And well, they that's cool. always tend to Yeah, they always tend to come like right when I when I need a little boost and Someone hit me up and and talked about uh having a sleep eating disorder and that there was a sleep eating syndrome um <laughs> sleep eating syndrome. I have that tattoo that CC on my shoulder e c forever but, okay. and so um yeah, everyone who's reached out on J.P., i just i appreciate it and you are the arm of fate in the universe, giving me a little boost when I need it and i and I really appreciate it yeah that's and awesome. so this warts and all thing is is this story isn't written, it's um, unfolding in real time, and when it's unfolding, and it's in this state of muck, and chaos, and, and anxiety, and all this other shit, then that's what we're, we're delivering, and uh, that's so right. that's what you're going to get this week, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> and at some point, we will do a prison reform episode, it's only been like a year, oh, and, and you're, you're sounding better, so I'm glad, and I did win a fight in my life, so if you need somebody to back you up, I'm here, honey. I can
1: do it. Well, I'm going to go tell everyone now. I feel better <laughs> knowing that you have a W in there. And, and I remember you telling me that when I was younger. And, uh, and so, yeah, coming from a long bloodline of uh, scrappers. And now I sure. uh, tell everyone who's waiting on the phone they can go eat a dick because this is my fault.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: so listen. <clears throat> what?
0: I just want to say, too, um, from a mom's point of view, you probably don't like this, but from a mom's point of view, I want to thank everybody out there that takes the time to reach out to my kiddo. So thank you.
1: Yeah, and, and, and everyone on, on Patreon, I know we beat this horse, so it's not quite dead yet, but it's severely maimed. Um, they raised the price again on stuff, uh, another <laughs> yeah, price hike. And um, I just want to thank everyone who helps Mama C out with Patreon. Uh, because it does really help me. It goes into food in my stomach, and oh, a little shot of instant coffee in my cup. And without you guys, life would be a lot oh, yeah. tougher than it is. It's rough, rough enough as it is. But without a, uh, without you, without your just uh, generous and compassionate support and, and and help, it would be a lot worse. And and I, in these moments, like this is what I've been telling everyone. If you go back and listen to the annoyingly positive, uh, Bobby episodes. My little life hack is everyone's always always has one thing, at least one thing they can be positive about or or that isn't completely soul-crushing or devastating. You know, there's usually one thing in there. Everyone's always got one thing in there. And the trick is to just focus on that, you know, focus on the positive thing. And, and it doesn't happen naturally where I believe we're naturally pessimistic as a species. And there's evolutionary reasons for that and cultural reasons for that and familial reasons for that, but... Um, If you can untrain yourself and choose to focus on the positive shit, that's what I try to do. Every day I try to do it. When it gets tough, I do it, and it's usually enough to get me through. And you guys are a big part of that. So so on behalf of all of you and Mama C and all the amazing people I met inside of here and, and outside of here, we love you. And before this old, recorded voice, uh, uppity robot bitch tells us we only have one <laughs> minute remaining, we're going to do it for her, we're not giving her the pleasure, until we are gone. You're
0: gone.
1: You should put her in there right there.
0: Yeah, in it, in it. yeah I will. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> okay, we'll see it. Gotcha. Hi, everybody. Mama C here. For the complete library, full episodes, and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about body and prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.
1: Today's episode... Some I think two hundred episodes in I thought we might actually intentionally cover criminal justice reform what? Um, and maybe and maybe not so much reform I mean we will, but I thought we'd I thought we'd actually talk about it and and, and have a little sit down it's uh it almost feels like the uh the the puberty talk or the sex talk you would want to have with your kid at a certain point. You're just like, okay, I think you put it off for a while and maybe not intentionally. You're just, you're just like finding different reasons to put it off. And now, now it's time, um, with all the talking heads on the news and all the different theories and ideas and, and witnessing it from the inside, it, uh, it's, it's, it can be really frustrating. So I thought we'd, we'd finally do, um, an episode dedicated solely to the, the idea of premise. Uh, I mean, the, the premise of prison, the idea of what it what it is, what it's what it's supposed to what it's supposed to be, and the glaring inherent flaws of our current system, which I believe is uh, from the 10 years I've been in prison. I believe is uh, is unfixable by small little measures. I believe the foundation it's built on is completely faulty and shaky and the premise that it that it was built on um would have to be shifted in order to have meaningful substantial change so Mm -hmm. we've been circling the drain on this one for for a while um i don't think that's the proper term but we've been thinking about this for a while and i didn't really know how we wanted to do it but i thought this is obviously going to take multiple episodes to cover a subject like this. We're not going to knock this out in a 45-minute episode and be completely done with the quagmire that is the, the criminal justice system, specifically the prison system.
0: I oh, know so, that's right.
1: I thought we'd start. I thought we'd start with a history. So today with me, I have our research specialist, Mama C. <laughs>
0: Hi, everybody. Nice to be who here. Who had
1: to do homework homework for this episode.
0: I did. It was weird. Yeah, I did. I learned a lot, too, actually, so I'm pleasantly surprised.
1: So, so, uh, let me start by saying this. And this I have said on the show before. Uh, I'm under no illusion that societies don't need some form of segregation or separation in order to to have a safe functioning society, right? I don't think that you can just sit down, ever sit down, everyone, and talk to them. Um, and and I think prisons serve a purpose. I think um, segregation of certain um, certain pe- individuals based on their actions is, is a useful and, and, and necessary
0: right.
1: tool for a functioning society. So, so I want to get that out of the way because there's, a, there's this whole abolitionist movement. And I read a book um, um, by the a leading abolitionist, and I didn't get through the entire thing. Um, I read most of it. Uh, I had to write out, and it's one of the books that I had to leave at now because I just had too much stuff to take. And um, But I will say this. Through reading it, I, I kept, I kept getting diagnosis for for the ills of the current prison system which are plentiful if you could write a whole a whole series on of books on that but what i didn't get was what you would actually do to deal with the inherent issues of a society where there's disparate groups of people and individuals and personalities all living in a single society because conflict will arise people people will steal there will be violence there you know until we completely, quote-unquote, cure the human condition, those are going to be factors in a society. So with the abolitionist movement, I've yet to hear um, a legitimate, practical... Yeah, the, the actual reality in prison is that it's... I don't think I can do this, Mom.
0: Oh, honey, okay. Will you want me to step in? I mean, I don't... I just...
1: It seems that we're just... Listen, I just want to be clear because I don't know if we're ever going to use any of this because yeah, I'm under extreme duress out here. The You know, the phones are, are fucked up. And, and I can feel, like, the, the tension on me of being an active asshole, you know, like uh, um, assuming that my 15 minutes on the phone is more important than the next man's. And being out here in a place where you're, like, rushed in, there's a bunch of other things that have been going on over the last couple of days inside this place that makes having like a symposium on prison a criminal justice reform um, from the inside Even with all this na- drama and bullshit going on that makes not just harder, makes it almost impossible. Yeah. Like my brain is going 10 different places this this entire time. And while I'm sitting here early in the morning trying to convey something to a, to a, a group of people who actually do care about this stuff, um, I, I can just feel that it's this is this is one of the issues. Uh, this is one of the differences between sitting in a newsroom and and doing a piece about a story and being an embedded reporter in it with with shells going off around you and trying to be coherent and thoughtful while reporting from the front lines of something. And
0: that's a great, there are
1: moments when I can.
0: I'm sorry. That, that's a great perspective to share with us, honey. For sure.
1: Yeah, I'm amazing. <laughs> amazing person <laughs> i just just the best and everything Aww. I um I don't know I don't know uh, <laughs> I just I just hope like the people who 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 listen to this understand or I mean I don't know how much you could actually understand but try to to remember that and I and I know because I won't ever shut up about it but but I'm not sit, sitting in, in some studio somewhere I'm not here like going through it like, really actively being it's just, uh, it's just damn near impossible unless everything lines up perfectly. And when it doesn't line up perfect, it, it makes it impossible. And I don't know if I want to do anything with any of this shit. I, uh, I'm going to go, all right? I'm going to get right, off honey. this phone. All I'm right.
0: Well, I love you. Give me a call shirt. later if you can. Yeah, it's I'm going to. All right. It'll be all right. You. Deep breath. Love you. All right. Bye.